Hello and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today I am once again, for the first time in a while, joined by Scott Stevens, County Administrator. Welcome, Scott. Well, hello, Renee. It's really good to be back. I wondered where we went, so I appreciate the invitation to come back and talk a little bit about what's going on in James City County. So it's good to see you as well. Well, absolutely. You are a very busy person, and I know that you have a lot to talk about today. So I'm just going to let you take it away. All right. Well, feel free to interrupt and clarify or slow me down as needed. I, I guess first thing, we've just come through the elections this year, and you know, I, you know, I would start by thanking all of the candidates. It really takes a special person to get out there and do what they do and want to serve this community in whatever capacity. So I do want to say thank you to all of those that had an interest. Personally, I'm glad we're through the election. It's nice to build up to it. It's nice to get through it. Uh, and it seems like it went well in terms of process this year and talking with our elections director. So I pre her, appreciate her and all of her staff for putting in the effort and taking us through uh, the, the 45 days of early voting and election day. I do want to welcome Barbara Knoll as a, to our board of supervisors and thank Supervisor Sue Sadler for her service. And we're going to do that a little more formally on December 12th. It is a public uh, meeting or reception that we're going to start at 3.30 with a swearing-in ceremony at 4.15. I don't think we have done that type of ceremony in a number of years. And so we have invited our recently re-elected and newly elected uh, board of supervisors member, along with our constitutional officers, to have at least a semi-formal ceremony and recognize their accomplishments. So would encourage those that want to join us, please do that December 12th at 3.30 uh, ahead of the board's meeting, regular meeting that afternoon at 5. So um, more to come there. I also want to recognize a couple staff members. Uh, we have had Rebecca Benroot, who's been our social services director, I guess for the past eight to 10 year time frame, but has done a really phenomenal job of leading that department and keeping James City involved in statewide issues and local issues. And she is leaving that post and really to go take some time for herself and do some different things. And so I think that's good for all of us when we get to that point and recognize that. And I feel like she's leaving us in a really good place uh, we have selected Barb Watson, who was our assistant director, uh, to be her replacement. That'll be effective mid-December, and Barb brings 35-plus years of experience working in the field, and really excited to have her in that role. Again, wish Rebecca the best. Really excited to have Barbara there, and we'll have more to share on that as we go forward as well. I'm going to go back a couple meetings with the board, not try to cover all of them. I did look back through uh, meetings for a while. I think I'll touch on more of the highlights later, uh, but I do want to talk about their November 14th uh, regular meeting. Uh, they did approve a contract for replacement of an excavator at a landfill, a pretty expensive piece of equipment, pretty integral to our operation out there and being able to move trash and other items around as folks are bringing them to us. They did approve uh, a self-storage facility at John Tyler in the Five Forks area. Uh, again, I think it'll be an attractive uh self-storage facility or as attractive as those are. Uh, and again, it should be a low traffic generator. So all the development sometimes is uh, people are concerned with. I think this one provides a, an opportunity for not a high traffic kind of thing that will complement the area as opposed to being a negative. Uh, they did update cell tower leases, extended the lease, updated our terms on various towers that we have with some of the uh, cellular providers. And then probably the big news for that meeting is they accepted the Henderson-Gilbane unsolicited proposal for the construction of a new government center. And I'm going to come back to that and talk to that a little more because we still have a long way to go before it is a done deal and we have fully committed. Uh, but they did accept that proposal at their November 14th regular meeting. Moving on to their November 28th business meeting. 
Uh, we did recognize a retiring employee, Brenda Grow. She's been in our uh, with us for 35 years, mostly recently heading up our records management division. And Brenda uh, is just a delightful person, really has spoken well about our time here at James City County. And I do want to say thank you to her for her 35 years here. That's a long time to be in a place. And we have a number of employees who have spent 25, 30, 35, 40 years of their life working for us. And again, she is one of those that will miss her. We wish her well. She told me she's going to work quitting on Friday, going to work on Monday. So she really isn't out of the workforce at this point, but she she won't be working for us. And I certainly wish her well and uh, look forward to running into her throughout the community. We also recognize our board chair proclamation for the James City uh, Bruton Volunteer Fire Department, their 75th anniversary. So that's pretty significant as well. I do want to thank our volunteers for all they've done for the community and continue to do. That really is an interesting partnership here uh, and has, they have served this community for a very long time. Uh, we also, the board accepted numerous grants, and I, you know we sometimes take that for granted, but over $240,000 in grants, which means that offsets what we would have to pay locally for these services we're providing to our community. Some grants, as I've said before, just sort of are routine and regular. Some take a lot of effort on our staff, and I always want to commend our staff for searching out and looking for those funds that help, again, stretch our dollars, bring in new programs, and keep us sort of on the cutting edge of a lot of things. And we are. We really are an award-winning community in a lot of areas. Uh, and I think our citizens have a right to be very proud of much of what goes on here and the services that are provided to them. We also had an update on the Historic Triangle Recreation Facility Authority or the sports complex. And I'll come back to that sort of after I get through this as well and spend a little more time there because that one is significant in terms of where we are in the process and the cost of the community and what I believe it means for us going forward. We also did an update on the James City County Marina. And really the improvements that we're talking about in that area, uh, we have updated the, some of the floating docks or so replaced the fixed docks with floating docks. That seems to have gone very well. We tore down the floating covered slips about a year ago because they were in such disrepair. We were looking at how do we put those slips back. And we do have a contract that's been awarded that will replace, I think, 16 slips and another transient dock. So it's part of the first contract that we did not complete. Uh, that should be done by this spring. So we'll have some additional slips this spring. We do have a separate project to dredge uh, the rest of the basin where those covered slips were um, and then build back some more floating dockage, do some parking improvements, uh, some stormwater improvements, other things on that site. And we'll go be going for a design build contractor for that. We are committed to have a, a meeting with our boating community in the coming month or so to just sort of tell them what we're thinking, to get their input before we get to the end of this and can't change direction. Uh, but it ought to be a very exciting project to sort of finish the marina if we're able to fully fund it. It is another five to eight million dollar expenditure. Um, it's a significant investment in the marina, uh, but I think it is more than just uh, the boating community as I go down to that area from kayakers paddle boards, jet ski to boats, they certainly are there, but it is a place that has really drawn a lot of our community for other things. And so I really believe it is a community amenity that we're building and not just something for boaters. And so uh, if folks have questions on that or feel differently, I'd love to talk with them and just make see how we make it more inclusive to all, because it really is a nice facility. Um, we also received the FY 2023 James City County Annual Report. Really, it comes back to what we did from, I guess, July of 20. Two to June of 23, make sure my dates get right. Uh, but we have we produce a lot of annual reports for various departments and the county as a whole. And I do want to thank our staff for that. I think it does represent uh, well what we've accomplished in a year's time and sort of highlights that so people have it in one summary document. And then our, our county attorney presented the legislative program for our board to consider and they did adopt that. So it gives us at least some talking points 
uh, when we talk with our state uh, representatives. And again, we have pretty significant changes there. So we are spending a lot of effort or, you know, this year in terms of trying to develop relationships with those maybe we don't know so well. Some we know pretty well, some we don't. Uh, and we just want to make sure that we're having that opportunity to talk with them so they understand sort of James City County issues. And so far, those discussions have gone well. Uh, one item the board had discussed earlier this fall was a property tax exemption uh, for seniors and or disabled uh, members of our community. Uh, our current property tax exemption um, has an income requirement of a maximum of 45000 per year. So if you make more than that in income, you wouldn't qualify. Uh, if you make less than that as a senior, you would qualify. Uh, and there, I believe our board will approve up to 55. That was their discussion in October timeframe. Um, we also currently will exempt um, about $1,000 a year of what people would owe in property tax for those seniors or disabled that meet the criteria. Uh, I believe that will increase to around $1,250. So we'll go from about $80 a month exemption to about $100 a month exemption. And that, is, that should happen in early January. So it would be effective in the next year. And that is something our Commissioner of Revenue is working on with our Board of Supervisors. Uh, we talked an awful lot about schools through the fall, maybe through the summer, through the fall. That hadn't gone away. We both, uh, the City of Williamsburg and James City County, both have hired consultants to work through the process. The city study will uh, probably be a little more in-depth than ours. We're really looking at what does it mean if and sort of how we work through that. Uh, I think both processes are moving, which is good. Uh, I will say the City Manager and I have agreed that if we were to separate, and right now our board has terminated the contract based on all that went on last summer. So if we stay terminated, we've agreed that we wouldn't separate the school division before the fall of 28. What that does for James City is if we're separated, we need middle school space and it will take four years to build that. We will make the decision or sort of that final, when the studies come through and we get community input uh, this spring, we'll be able to make that final decision. If the decision is to stay separate, then we have until the fall of 28 to do that. If the decision is to come back together, we would talk about renegotiating a contract. So that seems to have settled it down a little bit to let us get through our studies. And I feel pretty good about where that is at the moment. Um, I also want to mention love signs. We seem to have had a couple of those uh, to dedicate uh, in November. Uh, the county took on an effort a few years ago to sort of go through the process, had some community stakeholder input, developed what I think is a very James City County centric love sign. It certainly representative of our area, of our um, outdoor space, of our paddle and biking, of our the JYF facilities, and of Bush Gardens. And uh, I'd encourage you to go out and see it in person at Freedom Park. It's about five or six foot tall. Uh, it is quite the sign, and I think I'm, we're really proud of the folks that were involved in that. And then equally, Newtown um, development or community was uh, in the process of creating a love sign for Newtown as well. That was dedicated uh, a week or so ago, and the graphic of that, I think it's uh, certainly a nice look as well. And again, who doesn't need more love in their life? And I think just a reminder of that and some of those. And there are numerous other love signs in our community that I have seen, but those are the two that I've seen uh, most recently and were dedicated in November, or so or ribbon cutting, or whatever you want to call that. But uh, I just would encourage folks to take a look and, and um, enjoy what's out there for them. Uh, I'd also like to mention we had a fishing pier replacement at our Chickahominy Riverfront Park. Uh, you know, we put glamping in. We we had a contractor come in and, and lease some space to put in glamping last year. That seems to have been a hit over the summer. I've looked at them. I've not stayed in them. It's on my list to try that at some point if I'm going to camp. I'll take it back. I've camped and slept on the ground. That's not bad, but I've moved to where I feel like I need a little mattress. And so the glamping probably appeals to me. And I certainly look forward to trying that at some point. And uh, if you're on the edge, I think it's worth the, the, the look. So just give you another option. But also at our Chickahominy Riverfront Park, uh, we replaced the fishing pier and opened that uh, in November as well. Really nice. What was there before? Uh, 
quite frankly, we had gotten our money's worth out of it. It was at the end of life. It was in pretty bad shape. Uh, the Replace Pier is really, really nice. It's also handicap accessible. So those members of our community that um, may need some extra assistance or ability to, to get there now can get there where before that was much more challenging. So it has been well used and well received and uh, really, I think, an exciting uh, amenity there to improve what we had and make it new and up to date. And so that is complete as well. So I guess I'll circle back to the two projects I mentioned briefly. Anything I need to slow down on, Renee? No, once again, wow, that is a lot. Um, but I don't want it to be missed that you came up with a great slogan or like a bumper sticker when you said, don't take grants for granted. I thought that was really, that was very impressive. So I wanted to mention that. A great bumper sticker. Well, I will say, you know, we expect them. I think I do. I know our board is used to seeing them, but I also know there's a lot of work behind the scenes from our staff. And I always want to say thank you for their effort because it is effort. You know, getting a grant is one thing. It's nice. Actually, meeting the terms of the grant is a really big deal and takes a lot of time and effort and make sure it's right so that we're not on the hook for something that uh, because we made a mistake. And our staff does a really good job from the departmental groups to our FMS and financial management side. Uh, but thank you for the bumper sticker thought. I hadn't gotten yes. there. Um, speaking of bumper stickers, since you mentioned that, we do have a love sign bumper sticker that you can purchase at Freedom Park. So again, it's available. They're magnetic. They're stickers. Uh, I certainly would like to see that on most of the vehicles in James City County. And so if you have an interest Freedom Park, uh, the Interpretive Center there does have bumper stickers or stickers available as community members might like to have. So thanks for the prompting. Um, anything else, Renee, before I move on? The only other little thing, and again, it also involves Freedom Park. You had mentioned JYF, and I'm just thinking people may not know that that's Jamestown. Oh, Jamestown North. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got a nice in our love sign, a rendering of uh, the mast and ships and rigging on our sails for the love sign. So really uh, pretty interesting and a roller coaster for RV and love. So again, I think it really is a the group that put it together. And again, some community members and staff members, I think really did a nice job of representing James City County. And that was their intent. So I hope our community members enjoy it as well. All, All right. right, let's move on now. It's sort of big projects coming. The first is our government center. I mentioned that uh, the Board of Supervisors did select Henderson Gilbane uh, as our contractor at this point going forward. All that means is we have, uh, or we're working with them on an interim agreement. And that interim agreement would take us through a design process. Because to this point, we received an unsolicited proposal about this time last year. That was based on public information that we had talked about, square footage, the site. And so the site, I think, is pretty fixed at this point. I mean, always subject to change to we're building it. But we have selected the, the 10 acres beside the Recreation Center on Long Hill Road. It's a triangular piece. That's 10 acres is where we are proposing to put the new government center. It's central to the community, easy access from Long Hill Road on 199. Uh, easy access into the community of Newtown and otherwise. So I think that will be the location. So they knew location, they knew square footage. They will have some renderings. They are totally they're doing. And I'm not saying they're bad. They just don't have our input yet. And so what the process now, if we get into this interim agreement, and I believe we will, that will take us through a process of what do we really want. And so that will involve our board, our employees, and our community members over the coming probably two to six months talking through public meetings. What would you like to see? What, what should we incorporate in the building? So if somebody's wondering how we got to this point of building a building without any public comment there, we just, the process itself hasn't lit to that. This is now. So now we're coming out to ask opinions and really develop something that we may build. 
Uh, we will get to a process in this interim agreement. They'll go through a design phase. Sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, I hope closer to 12 than 18, we'll have a real price. And, and through this process, whatever price they give us will be the price. It's a um, more of a design build model where they are the designer and the contractor. And so they hire all the trades to do it. They come to us and say, here's what it costs based on what you want. And then we make a decision in that next 12 to 18 months to go forward. It is expected to be an 80 to $100 million project. It is a big commitment on the county side, uh, but we need the space. And that is in space needs study we've done over the past few years and facilities management kind of planning. Um, we are going to spend $80 million plus over the next 30 years, either expanding our existing facilities to accommodate our staff needs or to build a facility. And the Board of Supervisors made the decision that building a new facility in a more central location to our community because the northern part of our community is growing. Um, and so it will move us away from the Mounts Bay campus. And so what happens to Mounts Bay? We don't know at this point. Uh, we will retain ownership of it until some period of time that it makes sense to do something else with it or hold it. And again, I think property is certainly valuable. It's a really beautiful complex here at Mounts Bay. I do think we'll abandon it in terms of our government center, but I don't know what the future of it is yet. So as we get through that time frame, we will figure that out. Um, but that project will be pretty exciting. And again, more to come on that really late winter, early spring. So I think that's all I'm gonna say with that. Um, and then we'll see where we end up uh, after we go through the springtime. The other project that has been moving along that is further along, we are to a decision point. It is this historic recreation facilities, uh, recreation facility authority, the sports center or the gymnasium space that we've talked about. It's a project that was talked about for a long time. Um, it came back through, studies were done. The city had a grant program where the Hotel Motel Association, again, applied for funding to do this project. The city initiated a couple of studies to say, does it even make sense? And we had two independent financial groups talk about, is there a demand for it here? And would it make sense to build it here? Those were done in 21, talked about at length during that time. Both of them said the facility would likely make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons, would likely operate uh, at a deficit of about half a million dollars a year. Not uncommon, not surprising, but independently, they both came to that conclusion. So we felt pretty good that, yes, it would take some operating subsidy, but it wouldn't be a ton of money compared to the economic impact. One of those studies also said, although the facility would operate at a half million dollar loss a year, it would generate in sales and hotel tax. They did not include meals, but meals would be there as well, about $1.3 million in revenue to the localities that we're not currently getting. So when you put those together, the cost of the community is maybe nothing. Uh, but certainly uh, very low compared to the overall financial impact to the community. So that was in 21. So we, the, the authority was formed. It is a governmental entity. Uh, the three, uh, well, two CEOs, myself and Neil Morgan in York County, and then the city manager are on the board. And then our parks and Recre recreation directors or assistant managers are on the board. So it's a six member board, two from each locality. We have been meeting for the past two years. Um, we had an unsolicited proposal. Uh, we went through that process of evaluating. We selected MEB as our design builder. They've been working for now about a year on process. We looked at sites. The city had done some what makes sense for in the city that would benefit all three localities. We've settled on the Colonial Williamsburg Visitor Center site. And I'm going to come back with some renderings for that in just a minute uh, and talk about where it is there. But it's really going to back up to Bypass Road. You won't see it from Bypass Road because of the tree canopy that exists between the building. Uh, but it is a project that is significant in terms of what it means to us. So let me start with just a rendering of it and let you see, because I think that uh, speaks very well. I'll talk a little more about the facility itself. 
but what we've talked about is a building here that I think is really attractive. It's had a lot of input from uh, us in terms of board members, in terms of CW and or Colonial Williamsburg and their staff, and trying to mimic uh, not too modern a facility, but something that blends into the Colonial Williamsburg Visitor Center site. And so this is the rendering of it, the front uh, door, so to speak. And I think it's something that we'll be very proud if we rebuild it. The original scope or the original intent of the building, what we asked MEB to consider was 160,000 square foot building. That would put in 12 basketball courts, which would be 24 um, volleyball courts or 36 pickleball courts, or it could be a, a number of wrestling mats. It could be whatever else you can envision on court space. And so that was the original proposal. We have 48 uh, tip and roll bleachers. And you know, so we were moving it so we can move these bleachers so that families typically are watching their children play or uh, family members watching their adult member play, whatever the sport might be. A couple of differences in our facilities than some others. Most of them have curtain dividers between courts that come down from the ceiling and our stuff will come from the ceiling, be a modern facility. We intentionally have put it more space between courts. There are some facilities out there that when the courts, when the curtain comes down, you are really, really close to the next court. Ours will not be that way. It will be a very comfortable feel when you're out there as a spectator or as an athlete playing. And so we're really excited about that. We'll have meeting room, food and beverage areas. Uh, what we added during the past year, there was some discussion of what makes it different. You can build a great facility, folks will come, but if they don't have, in terms of the athletics, but if they don't have good supporting um, amenities within facility, it's not as exciting to come back to. So we did ask MEB to put in another 40,000 square foot and some other amenities. It gives us meeting room space that can be used during tournament weekends or used during community events. We've also are including a rock wall or a ninja, co uh, ninja course, uh, really sort of to for, for folks to come in again, during tournament play to have something else to do while they're in the building, whether it's their siblings or the athletes or maybe the parents, but also gives us something that can be a community amenity during the week. And so I think that will be very well um, received. And then we also talked about a conversion turf system. There are a few facilities in the country that have rollout turf, but we basically are putting in almost three acres of hardwood floor, and we will have a turf system that can cover those three acres with turf and then you can play lacrosse or soccer or football or other things on turf, and it can be used, uh, it can cover half the facility or a third of the facility. So you could have basketball and volleyball on one end, you could have turf and soccer on the other end. And so I think it will be a very um, high quality facility that will benefit us. In our model, we are looking to hire an operator. Uh, again, this rendering shows where it is on the Colonial Visitor site, as I showed. Uh, it is here. The bypass road runs behind it. Uh, you'll have access to the site. We have laid the, it out so that other amenities could be built in the future, not that James City County will be involved in those. That would be our decision to either be involved or not. From a performing arts venue that the city is discussing, we, James City, are not part of that at this point, to a uh, future pool potentially or an ice rink or something else that makes sense on site, we wanted to at least plan the site so it made sense. There was space for it and we have done that. And that's what's representing on this slide as well. So just one more look at the outside of the building before I leave it. Um, this building and this uh, view, it is almost 700 feet or over 700 feet. It is a huge building, but it will be one of the most attractive sports facilities I think in the country. I've looked at a lot of them, just pictures. We have staff members that have visited a lot of them, or MEB and their staff that have visited a lot of them. This one will be stunning. And I think the community will be really proud of it when they see it. All of that said, there is a cost. And so what we're going through the process now are agreements between the three localities 
our commitment to the in the formation of this authority was that we would study this and bring it back if it was feasible. We, the six board members of the authority representing the localities, believe it's feasible. We think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. There is a strong demand for sports tourism activities. Uh, they've opened one in Henrico. It is booked already almost every weekend of the year. I've talked with their manager a month ago. Uh, the Virginia Beach facility, although it's had some negative news press, the consultant for us is the consultant for them. He says it has been widely successful. Their challenge has been their operator. They had an agreement with an operator who overpromised and then underdelivered, and that has cost the city. But the facility itself in Virginia Beach was built to increase tourism or room nights from the off season, September through maybe May. And his number of increased, what he proposed it would happen, it is well above that in year one and year two. So that facility, contrary to some of the negative press it's had in the recent months, is really performing extremely well. It's their operator. We are not going to make the, a mistake with our operator. We're going to that process now. We feel very comfortable. And our cost to the operator um, will be much more driven by our contract. And so we feel good about that, along with our Vicus advisor who's been involved in both projects. I did mention a financial model before. We've run the financial model again, you know, two years later. Does that still make sense? And there's still that operating deficit of about three to 500,000 a year. So that's what we said two years ago. It's still what we're saying today. What did change is the price of the building. Um, through inflationary cost of, of things going up related to supply chain or whatever else, that seems to be prevalent in a lot of things to us adding that additional 40,000 square feet of stuff under cover, almost another acre to the building. Um, so our cost went from about $53 million two years ago to close to, nine, to $80 million today. Um, I will say um, the ask of the counties in the beginning is we would cover the operating losses and fill in some reserve accounts for future capital needs. When something gets worn out, we have money to replace it, uh, pay the operator, pay the lease payments, those things we were asked two years ago. That's what we're being asked of today. And I've got to give it to the, uh, the Williamsburg City Council. Their commitment before was to help cover, they were going to cover the capital cost or the construction cost. They have upped their commitment so that they are contributing two and a half million dollars a year to the debt service for this building and some reserve money as well. The other part of the debt service we contribute, but it's by state law today, that we have to give in total a million and a half dollars between the three localities to the Historic Triangle Recreation Facilities Authority. So the city's two and a half, but we're already committing in a million and a half in debt service, that will cover the cost of the facility. That was the same two years ago. That's where we are today. And I will say um, the city stepping up and covering that has made me feel much more comfortable that for James City County residents, it is still a very good deal. That being said, what's being asked of us is in a range, and we're trying to solidify these agreements, possibly in December, um, which will have each county, York and James City, committing to three hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand per year. So that's six hundred thousand in total to one point six million in total. The first five years it'll be more, and I say that because we're a new facility, we're trying to generate some operating money, we've got to buy our equipment to go inside of it. Uh, there are things coming as part of the construction project. There's some table and chairs that aren't, so we've got to purchase those. So our commitment, if it's approved, next year would be $400,000 from each county. The next year would be $800,000 for probably the next five years. And then I expect it will drop below that as we get it up and running and things fully funded in terms of our reserve accounts and operating accounts. So I think for me, that that is our exposure. 300,000 to 800,000 per year. It does adjust by our CPI. That makes sense over time. And our agreement uh, between the three localities will be for a 30-year initial term. And some have said that's too long. What happens if the 30-year term is really the same 
time frame we're expecting of the debt. So you have to have a way to financially get away from it. And until the debt's paid off, we all have to be committed. So I feel uh, that it is a fair deal for us and certainly something that I've recommended to our board to consider. And they're trying to work through that process. Um, that being said, we are also running some financial models uh, to help us with what is the real financial impact for James City County. I talked about 1.3 million impact for the three localities on hotels and sales tax. That was done two years ago. It was not locality specific. I expect to have information before the board's December 12th meeting, which will show what we anticipate James City County's financial additional tourism impact will be from this facility. Uh, I believe it will be close, if not offset, all of our financial commitment. I think the facility, while it doesn't pay for itself directly, will pay for itself uh, in terms of sales and meals and lodging tax that are incremental because people were coming to visit the community and stay a little extra time. Um, I've heard some say folks come to tournaments, they're expensive enough, they come and leave. I think that's true. Uh, I've heard other families tell me that you look for opportunities, they go to a place that's really attractive and they stay an extra day, they come a day early, they stay a day late. I think that is true as well. So I do believe it'll be successful. Uh, and I know our Hotel Motel Association folks are really excited about it. I believe our business community, at least those on the tourism side, are really excited about it. For me, the initial part of this facility is still where I was. We need gym space today. Our residents need it. We don't have enough of it. Uh, we're bumping people out of our rec center. We're closing it down for free play because we're having to let other groups use the facility. We see that demand increasing for us, and it's been there a while. So for me, we need gym space. If we don't do this, and we had a project in our capital improvement program in 2007 or 2008 to build a three-gym facility at Warhill that we took out because of the recession at that point, that will come back. And so if we bring that back, what was a four to six million dollar facility in 0708 is now a 12 million dollar facility. So that would be all on us. And the operating costs are somewhere around 300 to 400,000 per year. That will be all on us with almost no ability for tourism uh, related activities in there because a three gym facility just isn't going to be able to draw that and support tournaments. So for me, it makes sense to participate in this regional facility because we will have um, the gym space we need and actually more of it. And then we also have the ability that while we're putting money into it and committed to it, we have a really high likelihood that that will be paid by those visiting this facility on the weekends and what they spend in the community. So I think it's a really good project for us if approved. And again, that's still an if. All three localities have to vote to approve it. And it's a lot to get through and a big commitment for all three of us. But if approved, MEB tells us they would be under construction early next year and have it open in early 2026. So we could have this facility almost well ready to go in about a two-year time frame, which again, for me, is really exciting for the community and I think uh, would be well received by our residents. So we'll, we'll see. So what else on that, Renee? Well, I would encourage folks, I know that I've been trying to monitor comments and things that people are saying in the press and on social media. And a lot of folks that I'm hearing from are saying that we don't need it. It's not needed. It's, you know, I would really urge folks to talk to their neighbors and especially their neighbors with kids and see what it is that they're doing. And they're going places to watch their kid play sports every weekend. I mean, it, it is, I know that I spent eight years of my life in gyms at Lafayette high school, watching my kids wrestle. And we would be there for, it felt like 22 hours a day throughout the weekend. That's and right. you have, right. And you have to have places to eat. You have, I mean, it's, 
there is such a need for this. I agree. And I'm really excited and not excited enough to go back and spend all those weekends in gyms. I'm not doing that again. That's but, your grandkids. When they come along, you'll be right in it. Yeah. Hopefully they, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but definitely go out and talk to your neighbors and folks that have the kids that are doing this because I almost can guarantee, which means I can't, but if they don't do it themselves, they know people who do and that are out and about and following those sports. So again, well, you know, I think other, it's very exciting. The other thing I've heard, Renee, is folks will say, well, there's already all these facilities around us. We're too late. Uh, we're too late getting in the game. And I will tell you, we've asked that of this Vickers Advisor Group, of MEB and others that are more involved in these facilities. Um, I think our location gives us a huge advantage over a lot of places. And I, and I think the other side is the demand for sports tourism continues to increase. Uh, we believe this facility will be successful. People come to a facility because it's nice. They stay or return year after year because they have a great experience in the facility and the community. And as I said, I think our facility will be top notch in terms of experience within it. And certainly our community with what we offer from the history to the activities to the nature, it will be a draw that other communities just can't replicate. You can build the same facility somewhere else and it can be a nice facility, but you can't replicate all that we have to offer. And I do believe our national reputation, which we have, will be a draw for folks driving five or six hours easily to come in here and fill this facility up. So I feel very confident that if built, it will be full on the weekends. And the sports operators that we talk to that manage a dozen or two dozen facilities across the country, they have said the same thing. They believe year one, it will be used almost every weekend for some type of tourism related event. And we have said pretty strongly, that's great. That's exactly what we want but we want Monday through Thursday to be us. We want to be able to manage at least a significant part of that facility for our usage. And maybe I don't need 12 courts, but maybe I need six. And those are some of the details we'll work through. Uh, the more we give the operator, the more chance he can find ways to make money and offset our costs locally. They have said, if we'd give them the whole facility, they almost guarantee it wouldn't cost us locally. We have said, we need some local gym space. So there's a, a balance there, whether I need six courts or three or eight, that's what we'll work through with our operator. But I feel really good about where we're headed. And to your point, uh, people are going to come to the facility. They, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to travel. Even in the worst of times, people try to look after their kids and travel with them. We've talked about youth sports a lot or mentioned that. I will tell you, one of the facilities we were visiting hosted the, uh, maybe the, I don't know if it was an international, but it hosted a very large pickleball tournament. Had over a thousand folks visit a community for a two or three day time frame. Um, that is not really as much a youth sport as it is a sport for adults in general, and it is growing in popularity. Uh, I think there will be more opportunities for those type of activities too. So when you say, well, you know, we don't need the 12 or 14 year olds, I don't have any of those. Well, it's not to say you're not a pickleball player, that you wouldn't right. enjoy that. And I think there are members of our community that would be real excited for that opportunity as well. So I do think there's something for a lot of people in our community. And I do believe the demand and the need is there. And again, if we don't participate in this facility, James City County Parks and Rec Department does have a project they would be submitting back for our consideration or the board's consideration to build a freestanding gym because we need that indoor gym space. So I, I do think it's exciting. We'll see if we can get there. Yep. Sounds great. All right. And Anything I, else? Well, you know, as always, of anything we've talked about and of the sports center in particular, because we're here, 
I would encourage people to give me a call. I'm happy to talk through. I'm happy to share reports. We have a lot of information on there's a historic triangle recreation facility website that's out there. It's got some of these reports. We have them in our board packages uh, from the November 28th meeting. There's interim agreements. There's letters with history. There's a lot of stuff that I think we can answer most of your questions. I can't guarantee future performance. You know, is it a guarantee that it's going to be successful? It's not a guarantee, but I, it is a, a very educated uh, estimation, estimation and a lot of consultants and others uh, that believe it will be successful as well as all three of the managers of these three localities and our parks and rec staff. So we believe it will be successful, um, but we have a lot of information, love to share. My number, if they need me, again, 757-253-6603, 253-6603. Happy to talk with anyone on either side of it, You know, whether you're for it or against it. Uh, I just wanna make sure you have accurate information. And if you have questions, we have an opportunity to try to answer that question for you. Has been talked about a lot, so I hope this is not a new project. We're just at a different stage and uh, sort of finalizing where we are. So uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Wow. That's a lot. It's been a long time, I feel like, since we've had two really big projects like this. Um, I, these might be some of the biggest in terms of dollar value and size that maybe any of the three localities have really been involved in. I guess the last big one for us was the law enforcement center. Mm, true. That been a big project that would, for us. This this is certainly the government center far surpasses anything we've built. Um, and I would dare say for York and Williamsburg, the, the uh, sports facility is as big an undertaking in terms of cost and square footage of, as either of those have undertaken, maybe ever as well. So I do think it's both projects are exciting for James City County. Uh, and I hope we can get our residents aware enough that they feel comfortable with the direction our board is headed as well. So, right. Last thing I would say, Renee, yeah. you know, it's holiday time, right? We, we made it through the fall. The fall has been nice. Actually, it was pretty nice for the fall. Mm -hmm. I've, I've enjoyed most of it. Um, <laughs> now we're on to a little colder weather and Christmas time and the holidays. And I do want to just, you know, wish all of our employees and uh, community members happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, hope you enjoy time with family and friends. And always, uh, I remind folks, um, just remember there's some this holiday season will be sad. They lost somebody. It's different. They're by themselves. And so we all need to be looking out for our friends and neighbors and reaching out and helping out where we can. And I know this is a really giving community. Uh, just we all need that reminder some to be on the lookout because as happy as it is for most of us, there's some that'll be tough. And um, I think looking after each other is the best way. Absolutely. Well, Scott, thank you so much, as always, for taking time out of your schedule to come and talk with us. <laughs> always, Renee. I enjoy the sharing information with the community. So thanks for having me back. All right. Well, thank you. And always, you know, don't take grants for granted. I love that. I, yeah, I'm going to start working on that project right away. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to visit our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our shows as well as a form. Complete. Give us show ideas, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. So, also, be sure to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time.